what are some of our favorite moments from this rivalry's history in the last 14 years? Also, we get a little basketball talk, five best bets at the end of the show. But before all that, I need to issue an apology to Michigan football fans really quick. We'll take care of that at the top of the show. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Spartans listeners, Locked On Spartans watchers, if you are looking at this on YouTube, hey, thank you so much for making us part of your daily routine, especially during hate week here as we ramp up to the big game on Saturday before we get any further, though. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free today at linkedin.com slash college Terms and conditions, you got that right, Buster. They apply. Again, hey, thank you so much for making us uh, your first watch or listen every single day here in the Lockdown Podcast Network. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this here podcast. And yeah, let's get rocking and rolling today because this is going to be a fun show. Um, we're going to look at our 10 favorite moments from the last 14 years here in this rivalry, uh, yeah, that number might sound familiar, 10, 14, hmm, it's almost like one of these teams in this rivalry has that record here in that stretch, but yes, before we get to any of that, um, I need to check myself here, it, it is it is hate week, and um, I get ahead of my skis sometimes, emotions can be very high, you know, you say a lot of things that you don't mean, and I, I do need to apologize to the Michigan football fans, and I know that there are actually a pretty good contingent of you that do watch this show. That number has grown throughout the season. Um, it's almost as if this is more pleasurable than uh, watching your own team storm off to an undefeated season. But with that said, look, um, I, I am I am sorry. And uh, and I'm what I guess I'm apologizing for is that I, I'm sorry that you guys weren't able to enjoy that generational season that you had last year. And that, look, Mel Tucker and Michigan State kept you from doing so I I know that you'll never of course admit it because you got to do the whole weird trope that uh you know this isn't a rivalry but ah, come on let's uh let's look at the last 12 months here uh because it again generational Big Ten title uh seemingly a generational win against Ohio State uh what both happened for the first time in 47 years is what we'll call it and uh all offseason, and it's also been made apparent by you know your obsession over Mel Tucker, his contract, that it's almost as if you guys know the language and the disclaimers and all the legal discourse of that uh, better than any state fan I know, and it's really odd that you hate this man that much, just obsess over him that much, but it's also you know just made apparent by the build-up to this game as well. I mean, look, uh, you want something that Mel... And the Spartans took from you. This is made very obvious. And uh, look, you could also look to, you know, two of your seemingly 15 home games that you've played this year. You, you can go back to last week's massive, massive matchup against Penn State. Undefeated team versus undefeated team. Top 10 matchup. And before the game, cheapest pair of tickets for that game that you could find on the internet. That's right. Al Gore's internet. $70 per ticket, that's right. I mean, pretty considerable, that, that is no chump change right there, but you look at the ticket prices for this game against a 3-4 and four team. Cheapest pair at the time of recording, that's right, $180 for the cheapest ticket if you want a pair. No one is spending that if they don't care about the team, if they don't have anger about what happened last season. And it's obvious, you guys want blood, you want vengeance, and that comes from a place of anger and bitterness, so yes, I, I am sorry. That clearly 
Michigan State could not let you enjoy your perfect season that you had last year. And look, and I'm sorry this this clearly has bothered you. <laughs> Again, would you be watching this show if you're a Michigan fan and not bothered by what's happened the last two years? I, I have a hard time believing that as well. So I would also say good luck uh, this weekend. But it's clear, uh, let's be honest here, that your team doesn't need it. Your team is 23-point favorites. They are going to be a good team. They don't need the good luck, but I think it's you guys that need the good luck. And that is good luck in acting like that this isn't going to be one of the biggest wins that you guys will have celebrated. Yes, against a 3-4 and four team because whew, it's clear that Mel Tucker has really upset you. And I uh, can't think of any other reason why other than those last two games, right? So there you have it. Just had to get that out of the way before we go any further into the show. Now, as we walk forward we're going to do our 10 favorite moments from this msu michigan rivalry yes uh 10 favorite moments of the last 14 years because that's how many games michigan state has won in the last 14 years and i'll stop you all right here because uh I, i've had some wolverine fans uh, astutely pointed out to me on the internet that well if you if you actually look at since 2000 the record is actually only 11 and 11 which yeah Good for you, someone who calls themselves Big Brother. You, you flex that 500 record. That's oh, that's something to be really excited about. So, okay, any way you want to slice it, recent memory has the Spartans doing pretty okay in this rivalry. I get it. The all-time record's a little lopsided. Go talk to Granddad if you want to talk about those games. Go get a VHS recording of any of those games. But right now, we're going to talk about well most relevant 14 years and that is the last 14 years so let's get into it and we got to start with the adults in the room right because favorite moment number one has got to be the coaching blunders that we have seen in this matchup specifically from the khaki god over there in Ann Arbor and let's just start with 2015 let's just start playing the hits right off the bat we're talking sending gunners out on punt coverage for the last play of the game when um uh-oh there's not even anyone returning the punt, and it's not as if you could use two faster players closer to the punter when chaos ensued. I digress. Thank you very much for sending those gunners out there. Or, hey, 2017. Everyone knew that this monsoon was coming in the second half. Everyone saw the monsoon in the second half when it happened, except for one person. Jim Harbaugh. Aaron the ball out as if it's Chip Kelly's Oregon offense back in the day, and thankfully turned into, like, what was that, 16 turnovers in the second half, so great coaching right there. Don't run the ball. Keep on passing it. That's working out great for you. Or, hey, maybe 2020. Let's, let's actually pass the ball. We're inside the 10-yard line at the end of the first half, and we have Greek god Joe Milton that everyone and their sister is talking about. Let's get him out of the game, though. Put our running back in. Have him throw a pass that is tipped incomplete by Antoine Simmons. And also, too, if you want to look at the end of the game as well, about five minutes left. And you're down two scores. Jim Harbaugh orchestrates an 18-play drive that nearly takes five minutes off the clock, leaving them no time to get another possession that will actually matter that game. And then, who can forget another instant classic hit of, hey, do you know who's doing really good? Kane McNamara. You know who we should have in this game? A guy who just recently fumbled. Bring in the true freshman, J.J. McCarthy, to run the, put the ball on the turf play. Yes, that turned the whole game around. So, moment number one. There's actually a lot of moments. Is the coaching blunders by one, Jimothy Harbaugh. So, thank you for your service and what you've done for this rivalry, sir. Number two. This is, I believe, from the Brady Hoke era. This is unforgettable. 
right here and this is the 2014 game and not even anything that happened during the game it was before the game when they drove a railroad stake into spartan stadium's turf and i've never seen a group of 75,000 individuals more confused flummoxed in their entire life than when i believe it was a guy's name was joe bolton or something drove a stake into the ground it was a very odd build up to this game because yes it was a rivalry game top 10 michigan state versus a michigan team that really look we all know is it was on the decline under brady hoke and there wasn't a lot of buzz around this game i i really hard to even work up hate around this game because it was inevitable what was going to happen on the field and then they pull a stunt like that and you start to remember like oh that's that's why we don't care for these people because they're just they're kind of a little loony up there and uh so yeah um took I don't want to say offense to it, but it definitely was an earmark of, um, okay, we'll kind of remember that one as we go out and try to root for this team to beat the other team on the sideline that just drove a stake into our ground. So, um, yeah, that was interesting, to say the least. And we got eight more. That's right. If I could throw uh, my fingers into the screen right there, eight more items that we have to get to. But first, I just need to talk to you beautiful people about LinkedIn jobs. That's right. They're the best in the business. You already know who LinkedIn is. You probably have already used LinkedIn in your professional career or growing your small business. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. That's right. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and best of all, for free. All right, so what you're going to do, you're going to add your job to LinkedIn. They make it so easy. And then you're going to add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that your business is hiring. Simple tools like screening questions can make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. <clears throat> and before we get more into the mix here of our favorite moments from the last 14 years of this rivalry, two things. One, really quick. Hey, thank you very much for making us your first listen every single day. And number two... Listener of the show, Ben, emailed us something very cool going on Friday night at Jackson Field. That's where the Lansing Lugnuts play. 7 p.m., Michigan State's club rugby team, Michigan's club rugby team, playing at Lansing Lugnuts uh, home field called Jackson Field. Hop on the website. Tickets are starting at $12. So, yeah, if you're in the Lansing area, want something cool to watch, go check that out. So, yes, email or Ben. Shout out to him. Also, let's get back into the mix here from favorite moments of the rivalry. And you got to look at the post-game quotes from the Spartans here. And let's start with Xavier Henderson. Hopefully this audio works a little bit. but mm. What they talking about now? It sounded good. It sounded good before the game. Thanks, uh, Mike Hart. Uh, Coach D said it'll never be over. Still not over. Thanks, uh, Winovich. Thanks, um, Luan. Thanks, Brett. You know, just Xavier Henderson cutting wrestling style promos on the mic after last year's game was amazing shouting out everyone that has given michigan state motivation in this matchup and especially taylor luan as well that's right that's a former player who uh, is one in three total against michigan state and part of just four touchdown drives in his four years against the spartans which wow that's an incredibly embarrassing number um but he always good to run his mouth but that is kept 
in the minds of Michigan State fans, players as well, and also brought up at the end of games. And also, too, uh, I do not forget this. 2011, Kirk Cousins will walk these streets forever post-game cut right there as he went 4-0 against Michigan and let the whole state and nation know about it. Now, item number four that we've loved from the last 14 years. Um, how about the Wolverine press game or post-game press conferences with uh, none other than Joe Milton, too, in 2020? Yes, as 23.5-point underdogs, Michigan loses that game. Uh, Joe Milton, solid game, no touchdowns. No interceptions, so you got to give him credit for that as well. But after that, he was asked about Antoine Simmons' performance. Antoine Simmons, of course, had 11 tackles, two break, two pass breakups, and Joe Milton is as 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 much of a Wolverine as he could do it. Says you could, and you could see the wheel spinning in his head, like, oh, what's what's the Michigan man answer? What's uh, what what do I do? How do I make this as weird as possible? Who's that? Joe Milton says. He says, who's that to Michigan State's defensive game wrecker that was a massive reason Michigan State won that game? So, hey, look, I know he's at Tennessee right now, and hopefully uh, they were able to take the Michigan man out of him there if he ever gets in any game the rest of his career and has to answer questions after the game because, God, that was a classic right there. Hey, that guy in Michigan State that just uh, kind of pants you in front of everyone. Uh, 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 who's that? Who's Ah, you guys are the best. It's just incredible rival to have, you know. And number five, and you knew we were going to get to this one. Number five is just simply the excuses that we have seen, whether it be from radio personalities, whether it be from coaches, whether it be from the fans, of course. We're talking blaming the rain. That's right, unironically, blaming weather on the game. 2017 is when this happened, and again... The entire state knew this rainstorm was coming, but uh, the game plan obviously was not changed whatsoever, and uh, you hear it even today that, well, if it didn't rain, oh, we would have won by 20. It's almost as if that in one of the halves there wasn't rain, and one team was winning by a considerable margin when it wasn't even raining, and... That was Michigan State, that's right. And of course, you know, blaming officiating or saying the Rich Rod years don't count, whatever that even means, that you could just scrub that from your files. I digress. Um, Number six, great, great moments here in Spartans versus Wolverines history right here is number six is the historic plays that we can look back on. The the Chuck Brantley interception will live in lore forever. Uh, Larry Capers overtime run. That's right, any sack or any tackle for loss in that negative 48 rushing yards performance, any five of Kenneth Walker's touchdowns, and of course, the Jalen Watts-Jackson play that no one will ever forget. And number seven, too, is also even the underrated plays. Uh, Emailer Joey sent this in, the Quaveras crouch tackle against Michigan's punter last year. That was a massive play. Uh, RJ Shelton's catch in 2015 with uh, defensive coordinator DJ Durkin seemingly in coverage. Uh, Trayvon Pendleton's 75-yard Nearly touchdown run in 2015. Johnny Adams sack on fourth and one at the nine-yard line in 2011 when Michigan was looking to tie the game. Even the underrated plays are always fun to look back on. And also, number eight, come on, one of the greatest screenshots to ever live in college football internet history, and that is the Desmond Howard thumbs up. That's right. We're we're shooting thumbs ups left and right. Everything's good. 2015. That's right. Jim Harbaugh's first year. Life is grand. Life is great. We are living. Lo- uh oh. And there goes Jalen Watts Jackson down the field. That is not good. Except it was great, and that screenshot just makes it even better. You know. Um. Also, 
we're going to do a little screen share on YouTube because item number nine, and this is a moment I almost forgot about. This is 2014. Yes, that state game. Michigan did not score a touchdown in 2012. Uh, they still won that game, of course, in the field goal fest. 2013, not score a touchdown. Late in the fourth quarter, they were looking to break a touchdown drought here. And they did so. Right here to make it 28-10 with three minutes left. And look at this coach celebrate. Like he just won the Rose Bowl. Look at him go. I don't even think Mark D'Antonio celebrated that hard when Michigan State got a fourth and one stop against Stanford to clinch the Rose Bowl. This man was as fired up as you could possibly get. If you're watching on YouTube, or sorry, if you're listening on a podcast, check out the show on YouTube if you want to know what I'm talking about. Or, uh, hey, if you got a better memory than I do, you already know what I'm talking about. So that was just incredible. Nothing was more of an, an inferiority complex than that right there. And then number 10, hey, how about just uh, how profitable this has all been too. Michigan State, in the last 10 years, 8-2 and two against the spread. So if you are a gambling man, if you're a gambling woman, you have appreciated what Michigan State has done for you in this rivalry because, uh, hey, good teams win, great teams cover. Michigan State, eight times in the last 10 years. So there we have it. We will be back in a hot second, but first, I just need to talk off your ear about sweat block wipes. That's right, gang. We all know that perspiration is at peak season during college football season. I remember last year. That's right, during the game. It was a tough, tough game. It was a stressful game. Uh, hey, look, you think it's hard on the players? It's hard on us fans, too. By the end of the game, I smelled like a dumpster. I smelled like someone that should not be out in society. And then I got that problem figured out with sweat block. That is right. We're talking about the doctor-created, doctor-recommended product. Doctor-created. That's right. There was a doctor out there that had this issue as well. And one of the smartest minds in the world created this wonderful product that works for days at a time. Yes, sweat block gives you the confidence to wear what you want without embarrassing underarm sweat. They can get you through game day without offending every single person around you. The sweat block wipes were also featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by firefighters as well. And those guys know heat. Those guys know perspiration. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try sweat block. Save 20% off with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. And let's get some basketball talk into the mix here as well. Uh, because, oh my God, we are coming in hot to this season. The, the first scrimmage against Grand Valley State. Next week, uh, it's 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 nuts. It is insane how quickly basketball season is approaching. Really quick, Jaden Aikens, um, not looking like he will be ready for the opener. It looks like it'll be more at the end of the month. So just wanted to you know, throw that note in there as well. Yes, his walking boot is off, but this uh, stress fracture surgery, taking a little bit to heal from, and this is clearly, I'm not going to break any news here, clearly an injury that you want to take time recovering from because we know what happens if there are setbacks in recovering from an injury like this. Um, also, the Tennessee scrimmage happened in Knoxville recently. Not too much information out of that, at least that's been made public. Uh, what we do know is that Tennessee did win. Uh, Michigan State did keep it close for the thir first 30 minutes, if that moves the needle for you one way or another. I, quite frankly, don't really care to hear anything result-wise because... There's a lot of experimenting going on. A lot of lineup experimenting. Tom Izzo's in the lab working on different um, lineup combinations. So, look, what the pairings were 
in that scrimmage probably aren't going to be what we see a lot of, especially in these early big games against Gonzaga. Kentucky is a PK-85, if you will. So, yeah, I'm not necessarily punching drywall that MSU lost this game. I'm not jumping for joy that they kept it close in the first 30 minutes because uh, it's a scrimmage. At the end of the day, it's a scrimmage. But, yes, that's what you have right there. Now, what you can take uh, solace in is that Heard Whispers at Lee Call. Really, really good game, actually, from him. So, there... There you have it. That's all that we know. Um, Tennessee won. MSU kept it close. Tom Izzo was doing a lot of wacky lineups because well, this is the time to do it in a closed-door scrimmage. And then, hey, Malik Hall. Okay, uh, good start to his season if you if you want to count the scrimmage as part of the season. Um, also, betonline.net came out with their conference odds. Uh, and it is, it is a tight field at the top here. There are six teams with odds that are better than plus 700 or 7 to 1 odds. Leading the way is Indiana. They have the best odds to win the Big 10 according to betonline.net. They are sitting at 9, sorry, 9 to 2 odds or plus 450 odds. Michigan 5 to 1 odds, so they have the second best odds. Iowa is up there, which kind of surprised me, 21 to 4 odds, and then Michigan State is the fourth highest odds team with 11 to 2 odds or plus 550. Bet $10 if they win. The Big Ten, you win $55. That's what plus $550 means. Illinois, not too far behind, plus $650. And tied with them is Purdue, plus $650 as well. To round it out, Ohio State, 11 to 1 odds. Wisconsin, 14 to 1 odds. Maryland, 33 to 1 odds. Rutgers, 33 to 1 odds. Penn State, 40 to 1 odds. Minnesota, 50 to 1 odds. 50 to 1 odds, excuse me. Northwestern, 80 to 1 odds. And then to round it out, Nebraska ball, 100 to 1 odds to win the Big Ten. So, yes, go throw a dollar on the Huskers if they win the title. That's $100 heading your way. Um, hey, maybe that's going to be the basketball version of betting on Illinois football to win the Big Ten this year, which could maybe be profitable. I don't know. They might at least be an indie at the very least. Also, a piece of basketball news that really doesn't have anything to do with Michigan State, but in turn does have something to do with Michigan State, as confusing as that is. The AP released their preseason All-American team. That's right, five players on that first team. And Michigan State is going to potentially play three of those guys. Uh, there's two unanimous picks for preseason All-American team. Oscar Shibway the reigning National Player of the Year for Kentucky. Michigan State will see him at the Champions Classic, most likely. He did have that knee procedure during the offseason. He was seen on crutches, hopping around a few weeks ago at Kentucky's open practice, but uh, even as soon as yesterday, they said that he will be ready to go for opening tip-off. And then another, the second guy, Drew Timmy as well. He was a unanimous pick. And also the CBS Preseason Player of the Year as well. So Michigan State with a thin front court, is going to see two guys that are unanimous preseason All-Americans, and they even could see a third because Armando Baycott of North Carolina also got voted to the preseason All-American team as well. And there, it's a small chance that Michigan State plays North Carolina, but if the bracket works out in the PK-85 tournament over Thanksgiving, North Carolina's on the other side of that bracket, so they could meet on that third day of the tournament right there. So before we send you off into the rest of the week here, let's do five best bets. And I have horrible news uh, that our streak of five profitable weeks in a row, it ended. It ended. Uh, we went two and three last week. So that puts us at 25 
and 20 on the season. We'll go through these really quick for this weekend's game. I'm going to go over 54.5 in Michigan versus Michigan State. I don't feel comfortable either way picking the 23-point spread, which is what it is right now at bet online. I can see Michigan State winning by 5 as much as I can see Michigan winning this thing by 45. Uh, regardless, I think that it could be potential for a shootout in the second half, so we're going to go over 54.5. Ole Miss minus 2.5 versus Texas A&M. That line seems a little stinky. It looks like that I shouldn't be taking a good team in Ole Miss against a dumpster fire in Texas A&M. But I think it has reached the heights of dumpster fire that really you just can't turn away from over there in College Station. So give me the running Rebels, minus 2.5. We're going to go under 61.5 for Ohio State versus Penn State as well. Big noon kickoff. Florida plus 22 against Georgia in the world's largest cocktail party. And then the last game we're going to pick, this should be a grimy game here. Under 51.5 for Illinois versus Nebraska. So there you have it. Five best bets. We will be back with two more episodes this week. Chris Castellani of Barstool Sports will break down his Michigan Wolverines. Always a great chat talking with Chris. And at the end of the week, former player Tony Lippett joining the show as of now. We'll we'll see if it holds on. I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch, but uh, that would be very awesome if we can get Tony on this show. Like like it's scheduled. So uh, let's, let's hope for that. Um, but hey, until then, enjoy the rest of your week. Love you all. Go Green.